Hello, kitty. All right. Are you ready? Debatable. Are you ready to talk about Gravity Falls? I will once you do the intro. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of First Reaction Fan Reaction. I am your host, Gang Clothing. With me is my co-host, Dara Whitman. How's it going, Dara? Well, those episodes, they happened. We definitely just watched two episodes, and it was a lot. I think one was definitely weirder than the other. Yeah, but they both had, they both were had a lot. What? But they both touched my heart. In different ways. Yeah. We were feeling, we got, we got all them feelings out of these past two episodes. Well, we are back again, and we are on Gravity Falls Season 2. I wanted to say we're almost at the midpoint. We're not, not quite. Are we're we not at there the yet. We're not, not there yet. So We're, we're going to get there by the end of this recording session. Yes, and whoo, it's going to be a doozy. But right now, we're going to talk about Episode 7, Society of the Blind Eye, and Episode 8, Blendin's Game. Um, so these are two uh, really great episodes, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. let's get started with episode seven, Society of the Blind Eye. Dara, what did you think? I just want to make sure my, people can see my face. It's a wonderful face. Let's hope they can see it. I know, but like I'm always, I'm bad at that. It's okay. I think it's posture and wherever the mic is. I know. I'm also bad with posture. Yeah. I just, I'm on the internet all day. I don't need good posture. <laughs> um, so yeah, what, so um, Society of the Blind Eye. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Stuff happened. You are absolutely right. Stuff did mo- happen. I think most of the time I was just kind of like, oh, what? Oh, what? Huh. So, th- I mean, I, I I think I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe about. I I think we answered. I think this episode answered more questions than you thought I think, it was going to answer. Funny enough, it answered a question that I didn't really care about knowing. Okay. I mean. Interesting. I mean, like, I'm, I, well, some of the questions that were answered, I didn't care that much about getting to know. I'm just like, eh, who cares? Yeah, so, so let's dive into a synopsis and we can kind of punch through this and, and figure out what it is that we found out and what happened exactly in this episode. Mm-hmm. So this episode begins with uh, Lazy Susan. Yeah. We know her. She's been around for a while. Uh, she's a fun character. So she is closing up shop for the night at the uh, Greasy's Diner. So as she is walking home, uh, there is a very stereotypical uh, pie on the, the windowsill. Which, like, why do people put pies on the windowsill? Yeah. I don't know why that's a thing. But we, like, I still don't know why that's well, a like, thing. Well, like, it seems like to cool it off. But, like, I guess, but that kind of depends on the day, right? Like, if it's cold out, you don't want to put it on the windowsill. Mm-hmm. But it is summer in Gravity Falls. So I feel like it's nice summer but evening is the perfect co- time. Would it be kind of hot? I don't know. I think it's, no, I feel like a nice summer evening is the perfect time to let a, let a pie uh, chill. Or just, like, you know, let it cool on a cooling rack. Yeah. But, yeah. But anyway. So there, there is a pie in the windowsill. Mm-hmm. Why? We don't know, but that's not exactly relevant to the episode. But there are some uh, thieves trying to steal it. And it's not just the hooligans, the hooligan children of Gravity Falls or those crazy teenagers. It is our favorite uh, mythological creatures, the gnomes. I'm sure you're really happy to see uh, Jeff and the gnomes today. Right? Right? Uh Uh-huh. No. You love the gnomes. You love them. I like Shmebulok. Shmebulok. Um... (laughs) 
<laughs> so Was Shmebby Lock there? I thought he was. I don't think he was. May have been. Okay. No. Um, a couple of them were there. Not not to be racist, but they all kind of look the same to me. Um, they're like Smurfs. They're they very Smurf-like. So Lazy Susan is freaked out by these tiny little bearded men. Um, so she freaks out. She runs um, to a payphone, which a pay is phone. the weirdest thing in Gravity Falls. Yeah, the most bizarre thing in Gravity Falls, which is a payphone in the year 2012. Well, um, I mean, Gravity Falls is kind of a weird town. You would assume that they had, like... It's a small town. They probably still have stuff like that. But she, she dials 911 and starts uh, freaking out about these tiny little men that she uh, just mm-hmm. came across. Um, but before she can finish talking about what, she's, what she had just witnessed, she is kidnapped by robed figures. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they drag her off into the night. Well, that happened. So that happened. And that so, was all before the credits came. So that means that technically the stuff of Gravity Falls has been going on for a while. And like there's a society that's aware of it. Yeah. What? Yeah. So it seems like, yeah, there, there's some kind of secret society thing going on in Gravity Falls. Um, which is like interesting. So, um, it's either it's Illuminati or MK Ultra, which means that if I just said that, so they're going to come after us now. Watch out. But back at the the mystery shack when things are, are rolling, um Dipper, we're again trying to figure out the real mysteries behind Journal 3, like who the author is, what's all about this, you know, what's going on. Um uh, but Mabel is a little preoccupied because she has just received a message in a bottle from her former Crush and her good pal, Mermondo. Yay! You like Mermondo. Mermondo's good. Um, the only good guy Mabel ever had a crush on. Yeah, yeah. she has a bad track record with these summer crushes. I mean, I guess, like, the boy band wasn't that bad. They were a little weird. Little, but, like, that, but it wasn't their fault. Yeah, they were just, you know... Clones. Like, raised in a, you know, a lab. They were vat-made. Like, there wasn't anything, like, they weren't, like, doing anything menacingly towards Mabel. Right. So... They're not that bad, but Mermondo's better. Yeah, well, we, we like Mermondo, but here's the thing. Uh, Mabel is, is hopeful, you know, maybe that, you know, I think she still kind of likes him a little bit, and so she wants to see what's up, but Mermondo says that he has been married. Or getting okay. married. He is getting married. Uh, he is betrothed to the queen of the manatees. Who's gorgeous. To, she is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and as part of, like, to, you know, stop some kind of undersea war. So it's not like he, like, fell in love with somebody else or, like, was cheating on Mabel. It was an arranged thing. So, again, Mermondo's still the best. Yeah, Mermondo's still the best. Like, none consider. of this is his fault. Um, so, you know, he, he did his duty. He did what he had to yeah. for his family and his land, um, his sea. But Mabel's kind of reflects on all of her summer crushes and how they turned out not to be the best. I mean, you had a bunch of gnomes. Uh, you had a crazy child psycho. You had Mondo, who didn't really pan out. Uh, you had a weird boy band who was, you know, grown in a lab. And, and he had the puppet guy. And then you had the, the puppet guy who makes out with his hand. Weird. So those are her failed summer romances. So... Mabel feels like she hasn't really made progress this summer. She thought she was going to get a real summer romance. Dipper feels like he hasn't made progress because he still doesn't know who the author of the journals is. But as they're kind of talking, they find that on the smashed laptop that we know from a sock opera when Bill Cipher uh, Mm -hmm. smashed the crap out of it, 
It's broken, and there is kind of a label on it about where mm-hmm. the computer was made, and it says McGucket Labs. Oh. So what were you thinking when you saw that, Dara? That probably old man McGucket built it? Built yeah. it? Which doesn't seem too out of the ordinary because... He's crazy, but like he's good with technology. Yeah, exactly. Like We all know he's pretty good um, at technology. But they... So Dipper starts to kind of realize that McGucket kind of intersects in more places than he thinks. I mean, if we, because he, he kind of moves his picture over and he, he's like, well, maybe he's the author of the journal because, you know, he's this crazy old guy. The computer said property of F. Uh, McGucket's first name is Fiddleford. Uh, I didn't actually know. Yeah, Fiddleford H. McGucket. So, um, and then he's, McGucket's hand is in a cast. Could it be potentially covering up a missing sixth finger? Um, so these are the dots that they start connecting, and they're like the closest bet that they have that, you know, who the writer of the journal might be currently is old man McGucket. So they're going to have to go and get some answers. Mm. So as they are uh, on the, the way out, we see Wendy and Seuss who are, you know, doing their jobs in the Mystery Shack, and Wendy is uh, has one of them earworms stuck in her head, and the song is called Straight Blanchin', even though nobody knows what Blanchin is. Ah, uh, those summer earworms. <laughs> good old those, yep, those good old summer pop hits. There's like some that like I can listen to constantly and never get tired of them. Hmm. But then there's the other ones that exist. What do you think was the the hot summer hit of uh, 2019? O- Old Town Road. That's what I would say. I liked Old Town Road. I, it's it's just kind of boring. I thought, I, I appreciate it. Like, people were like, I'm just like, I'm wondering, I, I mean, like, it's fine. And, like, Little Nash seems like a cool dude. That's yeah. his name, right? Lil Nas X Nas. Nas. Is it Nas or Nas? I don't know. I don't know. I only see it in the I, just, I find the song a tad boring, but that's just me. I, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty chill. I appreciate it. Um, that's fair. So, but they're interrupted by Deborah Mabel, uh, grab them, and then... Uh, rush over to McGucket's junkyard to confront him with the evidence. But here's the thing, McGucket literally has no idea what he's talking about, because here's the thing, McGucket is a crazy old man, and we've known this. McGucket has been around yeah. since uh, episode two Well, of Dipper kind of thought that this was, then it meant that that was an act, and I'm just like, right. I don't think it's an act. Like, if he did write the journal, something probably happened. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, there's there, there's there's kind of a mystery here, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, some kind of weird old guy who builds robots can't be that stupid, right? Not th- we also forget that Old Man McGucket's kind of a creep. Yeah. Like, didn't he build a robot once to, like, get to kill his ex-wife? Yeah, to get revenge, yeah, after, <laughs> after he got divorced from his ex, he built a giant robot. Um, and then he built another giant robot, because, what was it, his former co-worker or whatever didn't invite him to his retirement party? Um, something like that. It was along those like, lines. Like, did we forget that he's technically not a good guy? He's not, um, he, yeah, he has some, Or did he, uh, or morals. did he do that, like, during his, during the stuff that happened at the end of the episode? Because if he did then, then maybe, it not, like, I'm not saying it make him a better person, but, like, you right. got the same where his mind was probably turning into coleslaw. Right, I, well, so, I, I think those events happened after all of that stuff. So, I think it's when he was in his, his kind of crazy... I think that's when that's so that happened. kind of I get that isn't like defend it, but it's more like a reason, like a guilty by insanity plea. Right. Let's let's put a pin in that because I want to talk about that once we get to the end of the episode. Now after we kind of, uh, <laughs> why are we always I'm talking about food on this podcast? So, um, 
McGucket says that he has uh, amnesia and he really can't remember anything about his life prior to the year 1982, which, remember, is 30 years before the start of the series. And we keep seeing that number pop up. Mm-hmm. Something happened 30 years ago and we still really don't know. 1982 what was a good year, I think. Like, what came out in 1982? Things. Pe- people were born. Um, neither of us. Neither of us. We weren't around. Uh, Dipper's trying to jog his memory. He's flipping through the journal saying, like, do you not remember any of this? Like, you must have wrote this. Um, and he comes up to the page with the um, Society of the Blind Eye, mm-hmm. which is this, uh, the symbol is like this big eye with an X through it. Mm-hmm. And McGucket is, uh, he's freaked out by it. He mm-hmm. says that he's rattling off a bunch of things. And so they figure he must be connected with this in some way. They kind of investigate trying to figure out where this weird society is located. They figure out it's at the Gravity Falls Museum, um, which is the earliest thing that Mega can remember, is he just peered at a museum one day, mm-hmm. being crazy and an old man. Mm-hmm. So, and then they go to the museum, and they figure out there's, like, a secret passageway. Mm-hmm. They have they still have their, like, pioneer displays I'm out. Mabel's upset because there's a lot of romantic stuff. <laughs> Everything keeps reminding, yeah, reminding her of her summer romances, like the the very romantic display of the the man just like with the woman over his arm, which is like pioneer romance. It's a, it was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. You didn't have to like work hard to get a woman's love and respect. You could just pick her up and kidnap her. Right. It's well, like that. It's like Seven Brides with Seven Brothers. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie? Which one is that? Is that that's an old one, right? Yeah, it's like from the fifties. I yeah. watched it one year for my birthday mm-hmm. with like a bunch of friends, and we didn't know what the plot was. But basically, a guy marries a girl, and then takes her back to his house with his like six other brothers, and then they start just like life and having fun. And then all the brothers decide that they want wives as well, so then they kidnap them before the winter, so then they can't leave. And it's Is this fi- supposed to be a romance? Yeah, because by the time the spring comes along, they're all in love. Yikes. Um, wow. But it's 50s music with dancing. And who's in it? That I think there's one guy. I know the one, the guy who played Rift in West Side Stories in it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but wow, that sounds it's like, kind, that sounds great. I watched it with a bunch of friends and we kind of just riffed it. Mm-hmm. So that was, it was fun. Remember, if you want a woman's love, don't kidnap her. For the love of God, don't do it. That's bad. So, but also, and Mabel sees like a poster for the Gabe puppet guy. Um, and so she rips it off and then it's several times underneath. She just, she can't escape her summer romances. Mm-mm. It's. I thought she was going to pull that again and then the giddy poster. Oh, that would have been so funny. <laughs> that would have been good. But they find the secret entrance because there's like this room full of like eyes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of creepy. Um, it's fine. There's like a jar of eyes that like mimics the one in the, the opening, which mm-hmm. I was like, oh. In the opening. So they um, go through this secret entrance and they find this room with like, it's these, all these robed figures. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like the red robes with like, their sing- symbol on them. And they're all kind of circled around something and they bring out Lazy Susan. Yeah. So they make Lazy Susan kind of recount what she had seen with the, and she's like, oh, the tiny little bearded men. And, you know, she wants to, she's kind of disturbed by that. Mm-hmm. So they figure that they are going to. Uh, they take out this gun thing. It's like this weird ray gun uh, that it's, they can put in. It's kind of like the the thingy from Men in Black. Oh, yeah. Only it looks like older and cheaper. It looks like weirdly steampunk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Neuralizer from Men in Black, but like oh, steampunk version. Oh, why is version. there not a steampunk version of Men in Black? That would be interesting. 
Maybe Wild Wild West was like that, except not I was going to say, I like, you know when he said that, I kind of thought of Wild Wild West. I don't think I Wild like, Wild uh, West and Men in Black have the same plot, though. They just have Will Smith. <laughs> but Wild Wild West isn't a good movie, right? I haven't actually seen it. Oh, really? Uh, it's technically not a good movie. That's the one with the giant spider. Yes. That's all you need to know. Um, and Will Smith. And Will Smith. And where he sing that song. He did that rap about the Wild West. Anyway, Gravity um, Falls. Gravity Falls. So they're able, like on the the little ray gun, they have it has like a like a wheel with letters on it that they can program what they want somebody to forget. So that's interesting, though. That like you can erase a specific memory. Yes, yes. So and they point it uh, at her, and they they kind of shoot it, and then she she they ask her what she knows about the little bearded men, and she says, "I recall nothing." They to the Society of the Blind Eye. So like. That's weird. There's nothing wrong in Bossing Say. For some reason, when something when, like something like that happens, it just makes me go back to that. But there is no war in Bossing Say. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. Whatever. There's no war in Bossing Say. Same thing. The Earth Queen King has uh, requested a visit to Lake Laogai. So, yes. So, they're like a little weirded out by this. So the I'm the, weirded out by this. They put the memory. It's like in this glass tube thing. Like, and, a, like, a, like, a, like a deposit thing, which I don't think they do anymore. I don't think they do it. At a bank? Yeah. Huh? I guess not. It's been, I don't, I do all my banking online. That was a 90s thing. Me too, but. Yeah, but yeah, they put it in this, like, you know, they put it in the pneumatic tube thing and it goes into the, the hall of the forgotten. Um, so the robed figures leave and Dipper, Seuss, and McGucket go in search of the, um, this hall of forgotten. They want to, they want to see what's in there. They want to see if they can find any memories, uh, specifically ones relating to, uh, old man McGucket, uh, Wendy and Mabel are kind of there to stand guard. So, yeah. kind of in their discoveries, Dipper discovers that the society has been removing the town's memories. Like anytime something weird and supernatural occurs, so there is like just a, there's a lot of tubes in that that hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mabel and Wendy have kind of uh, have a discussion about Mabel's romantic troubles. That's what it says here. And so, uh, you know, Mabel's like, maybe I should just, you know, maybe I should use this to forget all my summer And we're like, don't do it. For the love of God, do not. Um, You don't know, you don't know exactly how the thing works. So don't do it. Yeah. And Wendy is just like, don't do it. Yeah. Well, she like, you know, when when they're talking, she's just like, "Eh, don't worry about boys. They're dumb. That's all you need to know. Mm -hmm. So, yes, 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 yes. Um, so McGucket finds the tube that has his memory on it. I'm surprised that he found that, just considering, like, 30 years of doing this. Right. Right. So he has... Like, some, it's amazing that he found this. Yes. Because, like, they're not even, like, organized. No, they all just, they literally just, like, drop from the tubes like, just, drop. like, all over the room. So, like, yeah. So, like, they're not organized. How do you find something from, like, 30 years ago? Yeah. And you think maybe that was deliberate because they don't intend to ever see those memories again. So they're just like, ah, we'll just throw them here. Just, just throw them over there. Let's go. Well, no, um, I get that. I'm just like, I'm amazed that, like, they they found it. Right. So, but once McGucket tries to take it away, it, it triggers an alarm. So then there's basically a but game like, of so Keep Away and Seuss. Oh, that makes sense then. Yeah. In fact, like, his specific memory? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're like, why would it trigger an alarm? There's reasons. They, they try to play Keep Away with this, but they are eventually caught. All of them are tied up. So then we see... The members of the Society of the Blind Eye reveal themselves, and it's actually a lot of characters that we have seen before. 
which is kind of weird if you think about it. Like, well, this there's has been the going creepy on. reporter. There's, yep, Toby Determined. There's the one guy, the bigger guy whose name I forget. There was Bud Gleeful, which is Gideon's uh, father. Oh, that's, I always had a hat on, I forgot. Yeah. There was a guy who had waddles. There's a weird farmer guy, yeah. There was the guy, the, the, the bouncer guy. Yes. There was a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a uh, lady who doesn't have a name, but we've seen her, like, we've seen her pop up, like, in the background a few times. Okay, and then there's the main guy. The leader of the cult, whose name is Blind Ivan. So you gotta wonder. Do you think he had that name beforehand, or do you think he didn't? Think well, he... Ivan's a name. Ivan is a name, but do you think he lived his whole life, and it's like, I don't know why. My I name is Blind why, Ivan. I don't know why, but, like, it kind of reminded me of, like, and I probably, because I haven't seen this movie in a while, they kind of reminded me of, like, the aliens in Dark City. Okay. Did you ever see Dark City? No. Oh, we should watch Dark City. Oh, I'm scared. It's not a horror movie. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's like a sci-fi movie that's really weird uh, with that one guy always plays a villain. Mm. Does that narrow it down? Sure. That one British guy always plays a villain. Yep, I suddenly know exactly who you're talking about. What's his name? Rufus Sewell? I think that's his name. I don't know. He was like a villain. Did you ever see? I think he was a villain in like a Knight's Tale and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Okay. And other stuff. He mainly plays the bad guy. But in this, he's a good guy. Hmm. It's a really weird movie and I might, and I'll show it to you because it's actually really good. I'm curious. It's not a horror movie. Okay. Exactly. It's. But is it like weird? It's weird. I'm curious. I have the DVD, which, fun fact, has a commentary by Roger Ebert. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Interesting. Somebody well, may name other movies ever for Stools because I don't remember. I could not help you. So who voice Blind Ivan? Because it sounded like a generic evil British guy. Uh, Peter. Oh, how do I say this? Uh, Serafinowitz. What was he? What was he in something that you know? Probably uh, not. He was John Wick. Chapter 2 as a sommelier. Let's see. He was in Doctor Who, The Fisher King. He was the voice. So, oh, he's in Parks and Rec. Oh, as a Lord Edgar. Was Covington. he in 22 Jump Street? I don't know. Um, he was in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. He was the Denarian Saul. The one British guy. Who part of the Nova Corps. I don't have Jump Street in here. Nope, but he's he's in a lot of stuff. Because you said because like you said he was in John Wick too. Was he like? Oh, he is six foot three. That's a tall man. I was thinking like, did you mean Peter Stormare? Mm-mm. No. No. Peter Serafinowitz. Okay. Yes. Like he's I was, been in things that you have seen. Because I know Peter Stormare is in John Wick too. That's why I got confused. Oh. Because I just said his name wrong. Wait, how do you? How did you? Wait, how, what name did you say? Peter Stormare. No. Okay. But he's been in things. And okay. He is a, he's a, he is a real actor. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a guy. He's a real actor who's who's actually in things. Yes. So. Uh, what? Wait, what? When was he in Doctor Who? 2015. It was like one episode. He was like a voice. Did it say what episode it was? Like, I can figure it out. Uh, before the flood. What season is that? Sorry, I'm just kind of. 2015. Doesn't give me the number. Season nine. Oh, okay. Season nine, a... episode four. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, That's I think I know. Scary. Where... Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I didn't. Well, I haven't really gone through season. Season nine was 2015. That's what it told me. Fuck. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but anyway, yes, this blind Ivan guy is this, he kind of embodies, like, the society, because he, like, literally has, like, mm-hmm. uh, like the red X over his eye. He has, like, these, like, phrenology markers. He has, like, just a lot of weird tattoos yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the whole thing with the society is that Gravity Falls has uh, a long history of... Weirdness. Just weird stuff. Just, mm-hmm. like, weird stuff happening, and people don't like that, and they just want to forget. So the society came together, and they helped the citizens of Gravity Falls forget about all the weird stuff Which that is why on. most of them are doidoys. And, yes, exactly. Because of that, their minds are kind of wiped to a degree where uh, they're kind of idiots. Mm-hmm. bunch of doidoys so this this actually answers a question that you have that you posed to me at the beginning of the series because you first asked me in the first couple episodes like so wait do people in gravity falls like know there's weird stuff going on mm-hmm. do they like understand like what's that so but it seems like the more we go on people actually don't realize that gravity falls is full of weird paranormal sci-fi fantasy undisclosed genre kind of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And you think by the degree that goes on, people would know, but they don't. So this kind of answers the question of why people don't seem to know about well, it. Well, I thought it was going to be like a thing where it's like people are like aware of it, but like either like it's just normal for them so they deal with it or it's right. just kind of like hidden well enough mm-hmm. so that they can hide. Yeah, so it's, I guess. it's kind of partially, it's partially hidden, partially there's a society that makes sure people don't remember this stuff. I guess, like, this is something, like, as the series went on, I just kind of stopped caring. I was like, do people... Right. Because, like, I I have, like, more stuff that, like, I'm interested in knowing. Like, A, like, why is there all the weirdness? Mm-hmm. Is there, like, a hell mouth there that could explain that? And then, you know, who who wrote the journal? Right, And yeah. how, what is Bill Cipher? Uh, very valid questions. Um, Am I going to find out? Probably. At some point. But just not today. That's fine. Just not, well, just not in this episode. That's fine. Um, so, yes, they kind of explain, like, what they are. What I find interesting here is that out of the, so you know how they showed kind of the, a pile of a bunch of the memory tubes? Yeah. Uh, one of them was uh, <laughs> Mrs. Gleeful, so like Gideon's mom, and then Gideon's dad is in the society, I'm like... What does he want her to forget? Oh, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> she was like kind of nuts, though. Yeah, yeah, she was kind of like kind of disturbed. Oh, that just that just turned that into a horror movie. Yeah, isn't that like it's like one of those things that like I saw it and I was like, oh, Mrs. Gleeful, and then I like realized that the uh, Gideon's dad is in the like, unless oh, like unless like that's kind of oh well, what if like she realized that like her son was an evil person and like. But didn't want to like do do anything with it because that's her son and she loves him. So, so she asked him to ask you know the hus- the dad to like erase her memory. Yeah. So so it, it could go be like a pretty like innocuous kind of thing. It could be like a really disturbing thing. Or turn so into just, like a subservient hum- like a subservient wife. Yikes! Do you want to go with the fun one instead? Let's not think about it at all. Okay, um, but we'll let you just think about it. Just just just. Consider. Unless I just mess up gravity balls for everybody. Well, there's a lot of things that could do that. So, uh, but they go to they go to erase the memories. But McGucket actually jumps in front of the weird ray gun because here's the thing: you can't break what's already broken. Because McGucket's mind has been so um, altered and it's so like far gone that he um, is not affected at all by the the ray gun. How far gone is it though? Because he can still build robots. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess we don't know. 
He's just well, because when he, when he doesn't erase necessarily his his knowledge, it just erases like the oh, memories, memories of bad things. So, but it's so, still but kind of mem- scrambled. So him. his memories are coleslaw. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, he has some, uh, hmm, you know, questionable intentions. I did like the part when he says, "Why did I have a beard on my band aid?" Why do I have a band-aid on Why do I have a band-aid on Why did nobody point this out? And I'm like, I think I have. Like, several. <laughs> right, right. I always wondered that, and I just thought because he was crazy. Right, yeah, exactly. So he's, McGuckin's able to defeat Blind Ivan. They get the, kind of the uh, memory tube back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dipper is able to wipe the society members' minds about, you know, all their memories of the organization, just kind of set them free mm-hmm. out back into the world. So <laughs> so they also kind of convinced them, thank you for coming to Gold Miner Appreciation Night because they had all the, yeah. you know, the prospector tools there. But here's the thing, though, Blind Ivan is he was so in, involved in the society. It was his whole life, so he literally has no memories of anything. Mm-hmm. He's a little far gone. So Mabel convinces him that his name is uh oh what what is it tootie fruits two toots gundersnatch or something that that doesn't tell me in the description here i have to go looking for that so but he is a uh, traveling banjo minstrel so good for good for you and she oh and she also uh crosses off the one of his things and writes butts Butts. on it so comedy genius Mm. So after the society is taken care of, they're able to go back and kind of look at these memories and figure out what exactly McGucket is all about. So. Yes. Um, So McGucket was a, uh, I want to make sure I'm reading this right. So he, McGucket, uh, you know, years and years and years ago was this, he was like a scientist. Yeah. Well, probably more. Well, about 30 about 30. 35. Yeah, 30, 30 or so. We'll go with the 70s. Um, he came to Gravity Falls because he was working with, or he was in Gravity Falls, but he was working with this uh, visiting researcher on, you know, building this machine that mm-hmm. was supposed to help all of mankind. And so, and that's the, the one that is presumably in the basement of the mystery shack that we have seen before. But, you know, something went horribly wrong. And so, you know, McGucket left the project, but he was so disturbed by the things that he had witnessed that he wanted to forget it. Like, mm-hmm. he wanted to forget. So that's why uh, he invented the machine that erases the memory, and then he kind of keeps using it. He kind of uses an excuse to, to forget everything. Um, and any kind of unpleasant memory that he has, he starts wiping it from his brain. He mm-hmm. actually goes on to create the Blind Eye Society, as a way to kind of recruit people and say like, hey, we don't have to remember all these terrible things. We can just forget it. And he, he doesn't all with the best intentions, but obviously we saw how that kind of got out of hand. And he, he we see like over time, he starts, you know, getting his mental state deteriorates more. Well, he keeps doing it to himself. He keeps so doing it, yeah. It just kind of... And he's like, he gets to a point where he like, he starts messing up words. And he's like, I wonder if there's any negative side effects. He, no, stops taking, he stops taking care of himself. His hair is falling out. He's doing these things. I mean, we can see, like, um, he looks like he's, he's you know, injured in some way, which, and he's not taking care of himself. So that's how he has a bandaid on his face, which somehow becomes a bandaid on his beard. And, and that's kind of how that happens. Yeah. Uh, he has a cast on his arm that he never takes off, probably after, like, 20-some years. So it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. And obviously, it's kind of a very 
it's almost a tragic story about how, you know, how this once kind of smart but kind of maybe nervous guy, mm-hmm. and he just uh, he kind of went mad from the revelation. He went, uh, he was disturbed by the revelation, and then he caused himself to go crazy by trying to So he didn't it. actually write the journal, but he worked with the guy or guys who wrote the journal. Right, yeah. So he has involvement with... Um, the process of writing the journal in the sense that he worked with the person who did it, but uh, at this point he can't remember who that was. Yeah. You know, Mabel kind of apologizes to him because it's like, yeah, this this was some heavy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but McGuckle is just kind of happy to uh, get finally have his memories back. Mm-hmm. So it start, everything starts coming back to him, but it's come back slowly because so, he still doesn't know Oh, he's going to become normal again? He's, um, he's still kind of a... He's still a little kooky. Also, like, are his memories technically back, or he just is aware of what he lost? He, I think they're, I think it's, it's under the impression that it's coming back, so he, like, has them. Okay. Now they can start kind of coming back to him. All right, let's finish the plot off so I can tell you my new theory. Okay, cool. Well, ex- okay, expansion of the old theory, which I don't know if that was revealed yet in the episodes that we just talked. Maybe? I in the, the ones that were released when we were recording, if the audience is aware of my theory, but I can... Yeah, expand so, on it. Yeah, so let's um, uh, and that kind of sums up the episode. But we actually have some interesting stuff in the in the post credit scene, which is like actually there's some weird, you know, we see that back in the basement of the mystery shack, Ruggleson, he's working, he's you know he's trying to get this machine up and running. Mm-hmm. We can see that he's not quite there yet. There's a process to this, and we don't really know what that entails. But the or what machine that is. is a portal. But yeah, so so it kind of starts. It kind of turns on a little bit, and then it's it's sucking things into it, mm-hmm. and which is really funny because uh, yeah, so it might be a portal because if you saw what gets sucked into it, it's like a mug and like a pencil and yeah. something. Here's the thing: on an episode of Rick and Morty, those items pop out of a portal in that show. <laughs> I will. I'm gonna look this up for you, and we'll show it on the screen. Um, so, so, like, they knew. So they're probably like they were all on cahoots then. Uh, does that mean that Gravity Falls exists in the same universe as Rick and Morty? Um, who knows? But it's, let's see. Well, I assume that, like, probably, like, all of those, like, some, like, creators, like, know each other, and they're just like, hey, let's yeah. do this for funsies. Well, the the guy, one of the guys from Rick and Morty is the voice of Blendon Blandon, so. Is that, no, it's not Dan Harmon, it's, uh, but... Okay. You see? Yeah. So that's so it's funny you said that because there's. Some- I uh, I mean, having not seen Rick and Morty, and somebody can point me wrong if you do watch that show. I'm assuming it was just a joke. Yeah. No. It's it's a it's a joke. But um, it's really funny. People have said that in the, in the comments before in our in the comments of our videos. No, we should watch like, Rick and Morty, and we know we will. They're like, you should watch Rick and Morty. There's like a connection to Gravity Falls. That was the connection. Okay. Um, when people say that, so so it's just like that saying elsewhere thing where like all of the so like all TV shows exist in this tiny snow globe. <laughs> Yes. And so also, he, uh, you know, it's you can see it's dangerous work because Stan cuts his hand and we see more blood. Um, anytime we see blood in a kid's show, I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I just saw the Steven Universe movie when it first came out. So, um, and I was, was like, Steven Universe know, movie? Uh, it was a TV movie. It was very good, though. It was a lot of fun. Did that show anyway, end? There's blood. I think there's actually another season coming out, which is weird, but I don't mind. I love Steven you know, It's like that weird thing of like they give a, they give a, uh, uh, a TV, like an anime TV show, a movie to like wrap it up, and then they get renewed for another season. It's like, ah, uh... yeah, that's kind of how it felt like. But um, so, but Stan, he says he doesn't care how dangerous it is, and we can see a picture of of Dipper Mabel, in, which in the kind of like gave me like a weird like evil vibe, even though I don't think Stan's evil. There's definitely like it. It does. It was presented in a way where it feels like there's some 
there there's still stuff that we don't know and it could be something good it could be something bad and we just don't know yet i think it's um, something where like stan thinks it's good and it but it might not be that good and maybe he just needs to like real and then eventually he'll realize it and then feel bad yeah but yeah so like there's there's still a lot of questions but we did get a lot of uh questions answered in this episode mm-hmm. ones that we may not have Ask for a not. So I would love to hear your thoughts. And okay. I would give some of my thoughts so after. So researchers Stanford Pines and William Franklin Cipher mm-hmm. were buddies. Okay. I think I've like talked about this one. And they were like, let's research Gravity Falls. And they get Mr. McGucket in to help them out. And they build this machine. And then for some reason, Cipher guy goes all cuckoo bananas. And something weird happens with the machine. And he gets all like like blasted off a la Dr. Manhattan and then forms himself together into Bill Cipher mm. and was like a crazy evil guy with magical powers and maybe and Sans like oh no and then I guess like maybe Bill Cipher gets rid of the journals or even like Stan didn't had his memory erased so he didn't know Ooh. where the journals were okay and then but like still wanted to and then I don't know it's all kind of messing my head because I'm kind of wondering like why did he hide the journals or did somebody else hide the journal mm-hmm but he wants to maybe get his buddy back. Yeah. Bill Cipher back. So then he needed all the journals and then he got them. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know if that... I love your theory. I, I really... I You're really smiling, so I think I'm wrong. Um, Can you give me like a percent of how right I am? I... I no. No. I can't give you... Like, I can't give you a percent. No. Because, like... Because there's, there's factors involved that would factor in the percentage of stuff. Can you even um, give me like a cold or a warmer? Uh, I, I really can't. We're just going to have to. We're just going to have to go. And I'm like, I'm so excited to get there. Because mm. I think, like I said, either Stan wrote the book or Bill Cipher used to be a real person. And I'm kind of going my Dr. Manhattan thing of like he was a real person. And then he got all explodey. Right, right. And then reformed. Yeah. Except not until, like, a giant blue monster guy with a big dick. Yeah, I don't think we can have that on, on kids' television. <laughs> you can if you just believe. Oh. The Watchmen's a kid's comic book, right? Like, all comics are. <laughs> all comics are for kids, obviously. Yeah. Um, I've right. read most, some of Alan Moore's stuff. They're all for kids. It's all. <laughs> Remember, parents. I've uh, read, like, Lost, Lost Girls is totally for kids. Yep, you betcha. Do you know what that is? Nope. Oh, it's like, do you want to, do, do you know, do I need to describe Lost Girls to you? I'm scared. Well, it's about, like, characters from, like, literature. So, like, Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland. Okay. And uh, Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. But then add, like, porn. Are they still kids? No. Okay. I mean, ev- events. I didn't actually read this. I Wikipedia the plot. But uh, him and his wife wrote it and drew it. Okay. Well... That's a thing. There's like, it's like, it's like kind of, it's like take all of those like stories, but then adds like weird, like add like sex stuff to it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. Um, huh. So, uh, Gravity Falls? Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. So, <laughs> Society of the Blind, I, I love this episode. Yeah, I, that just kind of like goes into like, you are just kind of like, what? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's very, um, 
I, I really enjoyed this episode when it first came out. Well, for, for a few reasons, because it's a very, um, it's a mystery focused episode. It's a mystery of Gravity Falls, mystery of the journals, kind of, we're focusing on this because we really want to solve this. I really just really love those episodes that deal with more of the the overarching um, plot and mystery. It's a McGucket episode. And I have, like, McGucket has always been a character. When I first watched this series, I'm like, there's got to be more to this guy, right? Oh, I just didn't. There's I, gotta be more I didn't care guy. that much about. I said, especially after like the second episode with the robot, and he was kind of a creep. Mm-hmm. I stopped caring about him. Okay, yeah. So I'm just like, right. But so yeah, but that's interesting because we we said this before. Um, where McGucket, like a lot of the weird stuff he's done was after his his brain got all. So scrambled. now it kind of like it kind of makes up for like a reason to say anything but was he married like before the memory wipe thing i would assume so because so, like, i think his... it's his because his son looks like over the age of 30 yeah so, so yeah we, we can assume that you know my had a pretty stable life where he was like married and had a kid um before all this crazy stuff went down like if he yes yeah, so, like, which makes it more tragic if it, it, oh that's so sad <laughs> it, it makes it so much it's makes it so much more tragic like he did all that stuff and it just makes it like a guilty by reason of insanity thing yeah oh that's so sad yeah ex- like the more we think about like make kid's life like just how much tragic it gets and you wonder why his son doesn't want anything to do with him <laughs> Because he was a crazy scientist who, you know, destroyed and his own and brain. And he was probably like a kid when his dad started doing that. So that's probably all he saw. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know the truth. Yeah. Oh, we just got, I just got sad. Yeah. We made ourselves sad. Um, but yeah, so... Somebody he, put a dumb gift. I don't know. I don't want to make it hard. Somebody here. show me a picture of a cat. Where um, is your cat? I, she left because we were talking about sad stuff. Right? <laughs> she was like, I don't need this. But yeah, so I really like this episode because uh, yeah, McGucket for me was always a character. I was like, this guy knows more. Um, for example, let's see if I can find it. There is a couple, and we saw these hints to the Society of the Blind Eye in the in the shorts. So in the, like the um, uh, Dipper's Guide to the Unexplained, the image that came out of that, I believe, was a okay. Um, let's see. You know, I think it's also kind of like because like I always got confused that this was more like magic or sci-fi. I think it kind of like put some of the sci-fi no not like the stuff in the next episode because that's just kind of mm-hmm. seems like not really involved but like if you can argue that like a lot of the like it's more paranormal than sci-fi right so which is fine yeah and i'd say like but i think even like the robot thing it. those have all kind of been mcgucket so yeah but and um, like you need a machine you can have machines that like go to like magical hogwarts mm-hmm. hogwarts <laughs> Why, why not? Why why not Hogwarts? I haven't huh. even been to... Well, no, I haven't. I've been to Hogwarts in London. So I'm cooler. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Wow, you got so many. You got so many more cool points than me. I'm so jealous. But uh, this. So remember how? Oh yeah. So like that was it was hinting towards that. Okay. Um, and then another. There's a few of them, but I just um, two off the top of my head. Where and also if you remember the cryptogram from um, Golf War. You know how much I remember cryptograms. <laughs> the cryptogram from Gulf War, if we remember that uh, McGucket was in there for just a second in the beginning of the episode, the cryptogram at the end of the episode translate to old man sleeping on the green can't help but wonder what he's seen. So it's always been a little hinted that there was something up with this guy. Um, well, fuck. <laughs> um, and yeah, some other stuff. There's, there's another thing, but I think I'm going to talk about that in a few episodes from now. So you might be guys thinking of another thing. I'm going to talk about that once we get to um episode episode 10 so, oh, so we're gonna do it today might but there there's a, another thing that's related to 
Well, I think, are we going to watch episode 10 today? Absolutely. So see, we're going to be fine then. Episode, wait. Bro, we watch, we watch episode 10 or 11. I forget which one, but you got, you guys know which one. You know it. Well, we're, um, yeah, we're going to watch episode 12th. We're going to probably. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. I love, love this episode. And I think it is time for some trivia. If you don't have anything else to say. So let me uh, start looking at this. I'm realizing that I'm trying to, oh, now I need to figure this. I still think, like, Stan and there was a human named Bill Cipher. And they mm-hmm. were just buddies. Mm-hmm. So, all right. It says, Crip- what if Stan was, what if Stan was actually happily married and then he got so obsessed with all of this that his wife left him? And, like, possibly, I don't know if Stan has children, but because of that. And maybe. He is divorced. He is divorced. Oh, my God. So. What if, is Stan the bad guy? Ooh, that's. I don't think he's like an actual bad guy, but it's like a thing of like you don't think you're the bad guy, but I don't, I don't think it's like a like a villain. Mm-hmm. He just like because he obviously loves Dipper Mabel, right? So, but maybe he was a bad guy, and he like. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna love the comments for this episode. <laughs> um, oh, there, also, one there's gonna of, be so many spoilers, guys. It's gonna be so many, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward. I'm looking forward to the comments for, for this video. Um, oh, also one of the, one of the cryptograms for Gideon Rises, which was the season one finale yeah. says uh, search for the blind eye. So this so is the thing that's gonna been be more hinted. With, so that means there's going to be more of the blind eye. Are we like done with them? Cause they're kind of all, this was the blind eyes episode. I'll say that. So I don't think they're not going to show okay. up in like a huge thing. Cause we kind of dispelled them in, in this episode. I think, I think I'm pretty safe with saying that. Okay. Um, let's see. How long have we been talking? Um, and we still have a whole episode to go. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I was going to say 50 minutes. Um, but this oh, is, this is a big episode. A lot happened. So I'm okay with, with, with still talking about it. Um, we can sleep tomorrow. Let's see. Oh, uh, agent's power and trigger from Scarioki can be seen when Wendy is throwing the disc out of the window of Seuss's truck. This is the Gravity Fall History Museum's, uh, second appearance. Uh, Robbie mentions the events he witnessed in Fight Fighters to the Blind Eye Society, so I guess he doesn't remember that now. Let's see. A page of Journal 3 is seen documenting the island head beast from the short tooth. Let's see. On Dipper's board, we can see we can uh, several characters can be seen. These include uh, McGucket with a note that says "Not likely." Uh, Who else is in there? I forgot. Lazy Susan, Toby, determined the lefty robot Summerween superstore worker with a note that says "Hates us." <laughs> An unnamed veteran with a note that says "Weird stash." An unnamed biker. An unnamed woman with a headband with a note that says "What?" And Alex Hirsch with a note that says "Who?" <laughs> Let's see. Alex Hirsch wrote the journal. He, well, I mean, like, technically. technically. <laughs> um, let's see. A visual, repre- a visual representation of the Pythagorean theorem is on the pillars when Wendy and Mabel are discussing Mabel's summerine romances. Um, the chant uttered by the members of the Society of the Blind Eye, which is heard just before Lazy Susan's memory is erased, is Anuit Equeptis, Novus Ordo Seclorum. These phrases are in Latin and can be found inscribed on the back of the $1 bill. They roughly translate to, uh, God has favored our undertaking and a new order of the ages. So it is MKUltra, right? So it's the government. MKUltra. I mean... Um, in the Disney Channel Asia premiere, in the part uh, they are vandalizing Gabe's poster was shortened to only show them drawing an eye patch uh, for unknown reasons. This is okay. No, that's uh, I'm not going to say that. Oh, this is a good one. So I'm not sure if you remember when the the very last memory 
of in like the memory tube for McGucket. He was like uttering um, weird, he was like uttering nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually a cipher, uh, which well, of is course it is where he says Yuru, uh, Zertskivi, Gersmitov, and when you put that through a cipher, it translates to Bill Cipher Triangle. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, and then the end credits, the cryptogram there reads, ignorance is bliss, but bliss is boring. Bill Cipher was a real guy. I'm convinced. I told I'm proven wrong. And then the society of the, you know, like the little slate that comes up at the end, the one we saw had the little gun on it. Um, the cipher there translates to uh, Gideon's tantrums, misspelled tattoos, Shandra's rejections, society's views, a fear of witches, a life of regret. These are the things that they try to forget. So each of forgotten memories corresponds to a different member of the blind eye society. Okay. See, now I'm kind of convinced that probably, like, both Gideon's parents just wanted to zap his hand They just want to forget how horrible of a child they raise. Um, well, he's in jail, so it's fine. But, yeah, that was we covered a lot there, and that was only one episode. Um, anything else before we, we I mean, take a break? I mean, the next episode's kind of more like an emotional feel, yeah. so I think we'll be fine. Not as much mystery stuff, but definitely stuff stuff. I think we're good. All right. All right, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, Season 2, Episode... Eight Blendin's game. Stay tuned. All right, let's let's get back. So we are going to talk about uh, Gravity Falls season two, episode eight, Blendin's Game. Um, so what do you think of this episode, Dara? It was good. It was good. It was, it was slightly lighthearted with some feel, with a lot of feels. Yes, uh, it, there were a lot of feels here. It's an episode that that for all of its uh, sci finess is the the moral of it is pretty pretty just real mm-hmm. um so let's let's jump in and we can probably it. say the core of it is like definitely like the kindest character and the best character in this show yes zeus zeus this is zeus. this is a zeus episode um which is weird because it's called blendon's whatever blendon's game yeah which makes it interesting um so we're gonna start off in before we hit the credits we are in the year 20 shimmy and Blendon Blendon, who we saw last time, was arrested for his his time crimes uh, because he was kind of held responsible for all the stuff that Dipper Mabel did back mm-hmm. in the Time Traveler's Pig. Uh, but so he was apparently in prison, but now he has escaped. He escaped from Azkaban. He has, yeah, exactly. He has escaped from Time Azkaban, basically. Um, and he's being pursued by the Time Paradox Avoidance Enforcement Squadron. Because let's get, and then he kind of gets caught again. Yeah, so they say whether he is uh, being able to escape the infinitentiary, you know, either he is a genius or he's an idiot. But they do, they do capture him and he invokes uh, Globnar. And we don't really know what Globnar is yet, but it seems like it's a big deal. And they want to know the target of his Globnar, his, his challenge. And he says it is the two people who ruined his life. Um, it, in the like, early twentieth for twenty first century, which is Mabel and Dipper Pines. I mean, he was really incompetent. Yeah. So really, it was his fault. So in the end, it probably was his fault. But Dipper Mabel didn't. Also, help. like he's an adult, and they're twelve. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I'm not a, honestly like I'm not that big of a fan of blah blah. Yeah, blah, yeah, blah blah. You know, blah blah. But that that's okay. We'll, we'll get to it. Um. So, but we're gonna go back to the 21st century to the year 2012, not 20 Schmalbody 12, and which is like, but the Schmalbody like a seven then, because like they have the year. So under- it's like a seven with an enya on it. <laughs> so the uh, back at the mystery shack. Mabel is trying to uh, get something from the vending machine, but it's stuck, and Seuss comes by, Mm -hmm. and he does, like, a little trick, says he learned it from a genius, Mm -hmm. and gets a bunch of candy and, uh, you know, showers the children in candy. It's wonderful. Yes. Seuss Seuss says he would do anything for the Pines family, um, (laughs) including the weird stuff that Grunkle Stan asks, like, uh, you know, helping him scratch an itch. So as Seuss kind of goes away, he leaves his wallet. Mm -hmm. And instead of leaving well enough alone, Mabel, who likes to take things a little too far sometimes, decides, hey, let's rifle through his wallet. Um, Fine. And so they find, one of the things they find, they find a laser tag thing, even though it's only for kids 12 and under. And some emergency salami. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, which Mabel was... What do you need emergency salami for? Emergencies. Like what? Like if you're stuck somewhere? Yeah. But then it's usually stuck in an elevator for a while. But that's gonna be bad. So you probably need to like. Ha- I-, I get an emergency snack, mm-hmm. but maybe something wrapped up, and then also if it gets dirty, you need to replace it. Emergency salami. Yeah. So, but he does have emergency salami, mm-hmm. and then another thing, they see his driver's license, which we you know we learn a little bit more about Seuss, including his full name, you know his age, and we also see his birth date, which is. That very same day. Aww. So today is Seuss's birthday, but he hasn't really said anything about it, which strikes the, the twins as a little strange. Yeah. And Mabel assumes that that means, obviously, it's because he wants a surprise party. Um, or he just doesn't care about his birthday. Right. So obviously, it's not because he doesn't like his birthday uh, or anything. It's because he wants a surprise. I've never had a surprise birthday. <laughs> uh, yeah, same, though. I don't know if I won one. I have won at one. But it's but you can't tell people you want a surprise party because the then you're gonna expect it. The only thing I, I can want, think like, of was that like I was surprised like one of the first times I came home from overnight camper like the when I was gone for a week mm-hmm. and like my friends kind of surprised me and then I got oh. a bunch of Chinese food. Nice. So, but like it's kind of I, I don't you know what's you know what I hate when like I've been told that like something I got something but nobody would tell me what it is okay because they wanted to be surprised but I'm like but I'm already aware that it's a surprise and I get mad at that uh, okay I, like just like don't tell so me so you want like full surprise or no surprise you got like all or nothing yeah I think oh, there was like one time in school when like I got my parents like got me like a candy thing for Halloween and like the RA came up and they're like you need to come down we got we like we had to uh, tell you like or talk to you about mm-hmm. something and it was just to give me that but I got so mad because they wouldn't tell me what. Right. And I was like, you just tell me. And I was so mad at them. Mm-hmm. I was like. Yeah. Yeah. I so understand. you need to either, like, don't say anything and then just a surprise or uh, be 100% aware. It mm-hmm. can't be 50-50. Right. Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. Mabel said she has always wanted a surprise party but never got one. <laughs> I like how Candy comes along. And she just, like, like surprise. He's like, surprise. And she goes, too little, too late, Chew. So. Wait, her name's Candy Chew. Her name is Candy Chew. It's so good. Uh, so they're going to throw Zeus a surprise party. Exactly. So they're going to throw, and because Dipper and Mabel have shared a birthday for 12 years, so they know how to throw up the perfect party. How do they know from their birthday? Wouldn't their parents throw them parties? Um, well, I think they, but they just have, they just have doubled the birthday experience. So they, they like, they just know. 
Also, no, also they, they don't because it's just one day. They don't have like mm-hmm. a one probably one party. Yeah, but because it's two of them throwing the same party, they get to perfect it. They because now they got two brains on the case. That's fair. Yeah, they got this. Um, so that so they try to throw the perfect party. They have like this big banner, uh, you know, big birthday banner. They have uh, pizza. Flavored cake, cake flavored pizza. That sounds good. Uh, I don't know the cake flavored. Pi- no, the pizza flavored cake. Wait. Yes. No. The cake flavored pizza didn't look that appetizing. Yeah. Because it looked like they got like a normal pizza crust and just put icing on it. Right. But the, the cake flavored pizza. The pizza flavored cake though. Yeah. That too. That yeah. Because that's like all that. That'd be fun to make like a cake, and then but like have, but make it like with pizza ingredients. Right. Or, like, um, pizza bread. Mm. <laughs> but, so, uh, and they also have the Raz Dazzler, which is Toby Determined in a sparkly spandex outfit. No, not a, not a, it's kind of, doesn't here. matter. Anyway. Um, so they do try to surprise Seuss, and, but he doesn't look, he's not really happy about the whole thing. He uh-uh. looks, they try to take a picture, he, he looks really sad, um, and they try to ask him what's up, and he, you know, makes an excuse to, to go away. I think I'll say this. He does seem appreciative, but it's like, no. Yeah, so I think he, he appreciates the gesture, but birthdays are just not his thing. Um, and then Wendy and Stan come in after the fact, and they let him know. You know, Wendy says, hey, it's not your fault. You didn't know. But um, Seuss hates birthdays probably since he was a kid. There's some, like, weird personal biz going on. Mm-hmm. I love this part where Stan says he petitioned for the government to have that day removed from the calendar, but uh, now, as a result, he's banned from airplanes. Wait, that's so nice, though. That, like, that, it's, it's funny, but also, like, Stan goes hard. That's like, so nice. He, care, he really does care. And that's why I don't think he's 100% a villain. I just think he's doing something, he just doesn't know. He thinks he's doing the right thing. Anyway. Right, exactly. And now, and now he's banned from airplanes. Um <laughs> I don't care how that works, but whatever. Uh, try not to think of it. So they still want to do something nice for Seuss's birthday. They want to make it up to him. They want to do something. So they take him out to the, the laser tag place. And, uh, you know, Seuss seems pretty... He's like, all right. He, he seems like pretty excited. He's like, oh, yeah, I love laser tag. This is great. So, you know, he seems like he's, you know, on the up. But as they're going into the laser tag room that uh, Seuss goes to tie his shoe. And as they are walking in, Tipper Mabel... I uh, get kind of caught by the uh, the time people. Mm-hmm. He's it's into a room of made of solid timetanium. Oh, uh, I thought they just said titanium. Timetanium. Okay. Yep. Yep. So there we see you know the twins meet Blend and Blandin again, uh, accompanied by Walf and Dungren <laughs> from the future so uh i do kind of like how they don't remember they don't remember blah blah, blah at all they're like they're like what was his name they're like blonde and bland blah 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 his name is blah blah but here's the thing blend kind of goes off as how the twins ruined his life mm-hmm. and the twins are like ah. you know and he wants to get back at them that he spent you know all this time in like time prison he he got 10 square years yeah so 100 years yeah, yeah. Also, but like, how does like immortality work in this future? Mm-hmm. Does it work at all? So, like, is a hundred years actually that long? But well, not a hundred years, but hundred life sentences, ten squared life sentences. <sighs> also, he just fucked. so he's he's there for a while. So, but he escaped, and then he invoked uh, Globnar because he wants to challenge the twins for his freedom. So, Globnar is a this gladiatorial com. It's time 
gladiatorial combat. There's all these like challenges. Um, and if he wins, he gets um, a time wish, which is basically any kind of wish granted by the time, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets to uh, decide the fate of the losers, which in that case, if Blendon wins, it'd be the twins. And he wants to make it so they were never born. So he gets to decide the fate of the losers and gets the time wish. Yes. Okay. He gets two two whole prizes, which is pretty good, that's a good prize. That's a good prize. So it makes, yeah. So, but twins, they're, they're not feeling it. Dipper Mabel, not feeling it. So they are able to steal um, one of the, the time tape measures by Mabel pretends that she is one of the guys' uh, great, 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 great <laughs> grandmother. <laughs> Gam <Gam-gam? laughs> Why would he remember that? I don't, I don't know. It's so funny, though. Uh, so that's how they trick some. They get, she get, they get the tape measure time machine, and then they try to, to go back so they can get back to Seuss, but they go a little too far, and instead of going back to the laser tag place, they end up in a mattress store, which is what the laser tag place had been originally. Yeah. So they have actually gone back 10 years instead of 10 minutes. Yes. So there's, like, everybody's babies. So everybody's young. It's it's kind of cool. Except um, for Stan. Stan is Stan. Yeah. He's still old. But, you know, the Blendon and the time police, they, they come back too, so they have to kind of escape. So what they want to do, so Dipper and Mabel have to go and find, because they broke their tape measure, mm-hmm. so they have to go find a way to fix it. So they are kind mm-hmm. of venture out into the world of Gravity Falls 10 years ago mm-hmm. to kind of see what that's like. So it's kind of cool going back and we see some of the characters when they are younger. Yeah. Um, for example, you know the tattoo guy that has like the head and chin tattoo? We see him with a lot less tattoos in the tattoo parlor. Yeah. Uh, we see Tyler Cute Biker in a very, what, early 2000s kind of get up. Um, we see a young Tambry and Wendy riding tricycles. And Dipper learns something. And Dipper learns a lesson. So That's, Did he get to remember said lesson? That was my concern. We'll see. So, um, But Tambry says that Wendy thinks he's cute. And uh, Dipper thinks it's, he's like, oh, that's sweet. But also, you're like really young. So it's like really you're like weird. Five. You're like, it's really weird. And Mabel's like, well, think of how Wendy feels. And Dipper has like a moment of realization, like I think it's like a realization oh. of like it's flattering, but it's also like eh. he, he gets he gets how it's weird now. He gets he, how he it's weird. Understand how it's weird because again, like when it's like a younger person, it's both flattering and kind of eh. yeah, yeah. It's like you don't you don't engage with that. Um, Back to the plot. So yeah, so we see like Gravity Falls, what it looks like ten years ago. Oh yeah, did we mention um, that the time machine thing broke? Yeah, so they it broke, so they have to get it fixed. Um, so they had they went ahead somewhere familiar, so they go to the mystery shack um, to see it. So they're kind of poking around there, and uh, while they're there, they do find a screwdriver, but they also find a young Seuss. Aww, he's so and he's cute. He's so tiny and cute. He's like twelve he's just feet. I don't um, know how old Zeus was until now. Yeah, so I, I thought he was like maybe in like his early thirties, but I guess he's like in his early twenties. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to see if they have an official age on the wiki here. Yeah, so so he, in this flashback, is about the same age as Dipper Mabel, so this would have been his, like, 12th birthday, mm-hmm. so we can assume he's about 22 at the time of this, 21, 22. Um, so he's, Seuss is, like, in his early 20s. Yeah. So we see a young Seuss, and, you know, he has candy stuck in the, the vending machine, mm-hmm. so uh, Mabel goes and does the trick that Seuss showed him, and so he's like, oh, you're a genius, so we find out the genius... He was talking about was Mabel all along. Um, so time. I got so concerned. At, I got so concerned at this point, though. Oh, that they're going to be some kind of paradox kind of thing. 
kind I thought it was going to be that Dipper Mabel like cause. Remember in oh, like, yeah. remember mm-hmm. in that fairly odd parents episode where like we find out why Crocker was the way he was uh, and it was kind of, of Timmy's Timmy. fault. Yeah. I thought that was going to happen. Yeah. And that always makes me feel like I'm just like, "Oh no." Right. Which is concerning. Um, so yeah, you you were super concerned during this because you know Abelita takes him away to his birthday party, and that was uh, also surprising because like I didn't know he lived with his grandmother when he was a kid. I assumed mm-hmm. that like he lived with his parents, right? In like a different town, and then he moved, and then like for some reason he moved to Gravity Falls mm-hmm. and like lived with his grandma, right? Yeah, or so- even like his parents like always lived there, and then like they moved and he stayed or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we don't know much about um, Seuss's parents before this. Um, so this is very kind of this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Abuelita takes him away because because he does live with his grandmother. He grew up with his grandmother to his birthday party, and his birthday party looks like it's a fun time. It's pretty dope. It's like it's pretty fun. Um, so you know, it's like There's yes, a- his friends are showing up. He's got a cool race car cake. You know, like he has his family there. Like he has like his cousins there. Mm-hmm. You know, fawning over him and stuff. Um, so like you know, it's it seems chill. Yeah, but here's. The thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seuss has a, a special place at the table saved mm-hmm. for his father, mm-hmm. um, who hasn't been around. And he says he's going to come to this birthday party. Yeah, and Seuss says it's it's been uh, eight years since he's seen his father. Mm. So, like, ooh. Um, his dad's a dick. His dad, That was yeah. loud, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> But it's true. No, so so the, the doorbell rings and he rushes thinking it's his dad finally. Um, but it's only a postcard that says... Um, it's from New Orleans? For, yeah, it's from New Orleans. How do you say... How is the proper... Because, like, like, there's, like, the way that you're, like, actually supposed to say it. And then there's, like, the people people who are from there, how they say it. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know. Because I think it's technically, like, the proper way is, like, New Orleans. But I've always say New Orleans. Yeah, I think. But I think, like, down there you can say Nolans. Yeah. But, like, I can't say that because... We're not it's from like, there. <laughs> well, it's like that. It's like that. We're like in Nolans. Philly about like how we're the only people who can make fun of like the Philly fanatic and the Grizzy. Yeah, gritty. Yeah. Gritty. Yeah, but like nobody else can. It's true. It's true. You it's, can't make fun of the fanatic. Don't make fun of the fanatic or gritty. gritty. Like gritty's not that much in my heart yet. Oh, I love gritty. I love him, but like gritty's he, in my heart. But like the fanatic is yeah. like he's like got such a place. It's in my mainstay. Heart. So, but yeah, so he gets a a postcard that says. Uh, sorry, champ, couldn't make it this year. Real busy again. See you for sure. See you. Yeah. See you next year for sure. Um, so, and then Seuss takes that. He has a, a box of it. It seems like every year he gets the same exact message that his dad is busy. Oh my God. What if his it. dad was also part of the Gravity Falls thing? I, here's the thing. I think he's just, a I dick. think his dad is just a dick. I was kind of thinking because it kind of reminds me of something that might happen in the next show that we're, we're going to be watching. Ooh. Something not like exactly like similar-ish. Okay. And there huh. might have been more and there might have been more to that if something didn't happen with the show. Huh. So, that's why I was thinking that brought like but I think Zeus's dad is just a dick. Yeah. Yeah, that's Also, what happened to his mom? Um, we don't really Something no, tells cause... me either like she's dead or was like an affair. Mhm. Yeah, um Let's see. I want to. I'm going to look that up towards the end of the episode, um, but we're going to finish with the the synopsis real quick. But yeah, so we but see. But that's so sad. So we see why Zeus uh, hates his birthday. It's because you know this particular birthday, the one from ten years ago, is when he realized that his dad's not come back. That's um, so sad. And, you know, we see his his grandmother is uh, you know 
behind the scenes, she's very frustrated because he's a deadbeat. Um, he just he doesn't want to be there for his son. But that was that her son or is it? I think it's her son. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, basically a dick. Why are you gonna hurt Zeus like that? So different people realize, oh, and this is this is what it is, and they realize that they're just two kids, and with all the the wild stuff that happens to them. They don't have anything that can fix this. That's true. It's like, this is like some real life business. Like, this isn't in their in their wheelhouse. Um, Unless, well, no, because the time thing's broken. Anyway. But they realize, though, that if they they surrender themselves um, and they to Blendon the- and they go through with Globnar, they get to win a time wish and they can wish for Zeus to be able to see his dad again. Or they could die. Or they could die. Or just never be born. Yeah. So, like options so then they agree to go away with blendon uh to face him in globnar and gladiatorial combat you were thinking you know what's the funny thing you brought up that it looked like spy kids three it was it was basically spy kids i was three thinking and that yeah but then i didn't want to bring it up it was it looked like spy kids 3. i didn't want to go through a spy kids three discussion we don't have to we no. can just we can just look at the reference and just wave at it as it passes i saw that in the theater but i like literally have no memory of it ah great movie were any um, of them good they're fun. I just enjoyed them. Like, I think the first one's actually considered, like, a good movie. They're just fun movies. You know what's funny, though? I was watching it, uh, not recently, like, maybe, like, a few months ago, and I was watching, like, the beginning part where uh, the mom's, like, explaining their story. Mm-hmm. That might make a good movie. <laughs> like, uh, a fun little, like, spy romance. Right, right. With Antonio Banderas. I love me some Antonio Banderas. Yeah, but no, Spy Kids is fun. It's fine. It's fun. Well, to be fair, didn't you ever, you wanted like the weird like stuff that can make food? Yeah. I didn't want that. That was cool. They just press the button and it's like McDonald's and you're like, yo, yeah, those are cool. Although but, the floops were creepy. Yeah, they were a little weird. But Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. Um, So they do, they do face off in Globnar as the, the time they have, you know, as much time to score the like points mm-hmm. um as time baby finishes his weird cosmic bottle it's weird time baby is as a thing i um, thought it was evil uh it didn't i'm trying to think is time baby evil because time baby is like mentioned in that one that one like cut out from uh, irrational treasure um and i forget oh it's a kitty um and i forget if it says Evil or just big and powerful? All right. So Time Baby's a thing in the future. So, yeah. So Time Baby's going to be the judge, and they face off. And so they're going back and forth. So first Blendon wins a challenge, then Dipper Mabel win a challenge. Mm-hmm. And it keeps going back and forth, and they're neck and neck until they reach the final contest, which is game thousands of years old. Laser tag. Ooh, and it's like this giant climactic battle. <laughs> laser tag. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was chosen for its you know integrity for its uh for its strategy and Dipper literally just takes the gun and goes pew 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 pew, pew, pew. and then oh, this was so anticlimactic yeah. I love as Mabel like goes and gets the thing it's so good it's so good so anticlimactic I love how anticlimactic because I mean that's like laser tag because sometimes like, laser pew, tag pew, if pew. You, just, you just go if you just get in the right position you're like do 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 and you just rack up a ton of points have you played Great. laser tag. Sure. Yeah. A lot. I don't play it. I think I only played it once when I was like 10 or 11. Like a handful of times. When was the last time I played it? Um, ooh. 2015? Oh, really? Ozzy's Sports Center. 
Yeah, sure. I I honestly, you know what's funny? The place I picked to have my bat mitzvah party at, Mm -hmm. I thought we would be able to play laser tag. Mm -hmm. That's why I picked it, but then we didn't play laser tag. No, wait, where'd you go? It was like it was like this like area near you know like uh I think it's second called like the Philadelphia Sports Club. Okay, no, I don't know that. I call it High Point, but like hmm. it's like I think they've got like a bunch of places, but um there's like a little area where you can have like events. Okay. And I thought because it was connected, we could play laser tag at some point, mm. but we never did. So my party but, was ruined. No, that's. Like, I was gonna say, but did you still have fun? Your yeah. Mitzvah? Good. No, I have like weird memories of like the fact that uh. I think I've said this, but, like, I went to get, like, popcorn, like, the giant popcorn things and filled them up with candy for everybody. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't a store that you could purchase them. Hmm. So then my dad just went to the theater and basically said, like, can I just, like, have the buckets? I'll pay what? I'll pay the full price. It's fine. And they're like, but we need to fill it up with popcorn. Mm-hmm. So my dad's just, like, and my dad's, like, with my sister, and he's just, like, oh, all right. So they grab a giant trash bag, <laughs> buy, like, 12 oh of these God. giant things, and then fill it up. So, like, literally for, like, a week, we had, like, a giant trash bag filled up. That's popcorn. so good. So good. So we have like all this popcorn. That's so good. That's awesome. Um, gravity balls. Gravity balls. So, um, <laughs> that's the journey through my comments. That's party. so good. I love that story. So, um, but so they do win the challenge, Dipper Mabel. Um, so first they get to decide the fate of London. They because they are the victors, they get to decide what happens to the loser, and they're like. Yeah, listen, London is kind of weird, but, you know, he's he's kind of sad and pathetic, but he doesn't deserve to spend the rest of his life in, you know, time prison. Uh-huh. Um, and we did kind of play a hand in, you know, screwing up his life. So we're just going to let him go free and yeah. also give him some nice hair. So he gets a little, gets a little tuft of hair. Yeah. It's very cute. And, like, I, I also got a concern, too, because I thought there was going to be a thing where, like, they just, I'd, like, automatically go back and, like, have Seuss, like, meet his dad. Mm-hmm. So, like, I felt like they weren't going to, like, tell these or anything, but... Right. And then it's going to change, mm-hmm. like, time. Yeah. So, if they, yeah. You, you know, you're not really sure if they're going to be the ones to kind of enact that change or, or what. But luckily they're not. Um, but no. So, what they do instead of saying, oh, what we think what Seuss wants is seeing his dad, they just decide to give the time wish to Seuss. They, they come back and they're like, Seuss, we just went through this crazy thing, blah, blah, blah. They kind of rush through the whole story and he's like, wow, you guys went through, you know, space and time. Uh, you know, for for me, uh-huh. and they're like, yeah, because um, so, this is the best. So Seuss uses the, his time wish to fix Stipper Mabel up because they're pretty beaten up from the whole thing. Um, and he says, you know, they wonder why he didn't choose to spend time with his dad. And he said, because birthdays are time to spend time with people who care about you. And his dad is and his dad dick. obviously did not care about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Blendon's all mad. So Blendon isn't mad because he's like, really, that's all you use the time wish for. But then Seuss also wished for an infinite slice of pizza. So anytime he eats the pizza, it comes back in full. But can you eat the full pizza and then it grows back? I think so. You prob- probably. So question, perfect slice of pizza. That's infinity. What would you do? Or what would you Ooh, have on it? That's a good question. The perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, is it like, like what kind of, is it like pizza hot crust? They have a good crust. I like a nice thick crust. I like a nice thick, flavorful crust. I like a lot of bread. Also, stuffed crust. I like um. I like old Domino's style because Domino's changed their like recipe recently, and I really don't like it. Okay. Um, but just like from a couple years ago, that Domino's where they have like a lot of like stuff on the crust that was really good. Um, and then just like I just need a good cheese pizza. Like I wouldn't get any toppings on it. I oh think, really? I think it just the perfect cheese pizza. Yeah. I just needed like yeah. That's what I would get. Cause I'm thinking like cause I like kind of like maybe I want like something on it. 
maybe, but like I don't think I want like spinach on it because like I don't know if I want that constantly. Right. That's what I usually get on a pizza. Mm-hmm. But I guess like I know, I think like a salad like plain, but I want like I like like a lot of crust. Yeah. Also, st- like I said, stuffed crust because that's good and also it would be nice it wouldn't i wouldn't gain weight every time i ate it nice and it would never go bad hell yeah mm. so basically yeah so she had a good time and everybody was, and one was like oh yeah that's fine they're like oh no yeah good good choice good good time wish so well, now that's kind of where we we end the episode. Uh, Seuss mm-hmm. throws the postcard from his dad in the trash, and the postcard scene is just um, is kind of a flashback to the past when uh, Stan kicks the old handyman out and says he's terrible, um, and hires a small child on the spot. That, that I have so many labor law questions. It says here it was Deputy Durland. I was like, I was like, oh shit, was that Durland, the old handyman? Because I'm like, this character looks familiar. Who is it? And I couldn't tell who it was. But apparently, according to the wiki, it's Deputy Durland. Anyway, so what would you think, Dara? I want Pizza Hut now. Yeah. You know what sucks yes. when, like, you desperately want pizza, but, like, and then you go to a place and it doesn't have the kind, but, like, you want a specific kind of pizza. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes be like, oh, I want pizza now, but, like, I'll go to a place that's, like, thin crust, which I like. Yeah, no, thin like, crust is fine. You just, but you need, like, that thick crust, There's no though. Pizza Hut near me, though. Considering where I live, there's no Pizza Hut. That's surprising. I think there is, but it's, like far away it's like you gotta drive um, i remember like one remember like when pizza had like the four corner thing it was like four like four corner slices thing. me and my family went because like there was one we could all get mm-hmm. at the time because that was when i had like red meat so i could eat the pepperoni mm-hmm. i do miss pizza hut they have like the, they have like for me they're like the best crappy pizza hmm hmm yeah now i'm just thinking about pizza mm. pizza Pizza's easy to make though yeah it's gotta like it's not gonna be perfect because you're not gonna have like good pizza crust. Mm-hmm. But but you can make it. Yeah, pizza is anything if you put your mind to it. So anyway, Gravity Falls. Like Gravity Falls. So yeah, but so this episode I think is really interesting um, because and I said it at the beginning of this episode, but this there's it's like this heavy sci-fi stuff because we got a lot of time travel stuff. Yeah, you know we got a lot of you know a Tron, Spy Kids three kind of style like old school like. Com- heavy computerish feel here but at the core of its episode this is just um it is like Dipper Mabel say it's a problem that they can't fix with their kind of you know specialties in in the paranormal and mm-hmm. stuff this it's a very real problem where it's it's at the core of it it's Zeus hates his birthday because he has a deadbeat dad and it's 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 real, you know. Um, but it, it's good, and I think this is just a really good Seuss episode. Seuss is a good guy, and this is just us He's highlighting the best, what, as what a good guy he is. Several times, yes, he really is. Um, Even like that one short where they're doing like the dating thing. Yep. It's proven he's the best. He is. He's perfect. Uh, and so he has his flaws, of course. But also, why does oh so no? Bad. Did his girlfriend move yet? What's whatever her name is? Yeah, I think she's out of Gravity Falls Aww. by now. Um, but they still talk. Okay. So. They still talk. She was good. She's she's very she's just a sweetie. But yeah. So what are your thoughts? I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like I think it was like a nice like break from like an episode where it's like you're learning a lot about like what's going on and like it was it wasn't like much of a shock episode. It was more just like a feels. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It was feels. And and this is just like this is a solid good episode. It's fun to see Blendon back. Justin Roiland is the voice of Blendon. Was Blendon. it fun to see Blar Blar back? It, I mean, it's fun when characters come back, I think. I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, we were talking before. It's Justin Roiland is the voice who okay. does the Rick and Morty. And also, I think he was Lemon Grab, too, in Adventure Time. So he just, he's a recognizable voice. Oh, wait, the, like one of the Lemon people? Unacceptable! 
I don't like the well, lemon people kind of creep me out. <laughs> um, so and I haven't even watched the much. I I don't know if a Ventrans show we can actually do because I haven't actually. I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah, Adventure Time is one that I have not watched consistently. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I, I wouldn't be able to, to, to do it. That might be, like, how... That might be a show where, like... I've, I think I've seen, like, most of, like, stuff like, the early stuff. Mm-hmm. But that might be a show where, like, how I plan if, if I ever want to force you to watch South Park, how I would do that, which I would just pick an episode and we would just watch some of it and watch it. Right. But I, that's my plan with South Park whenever we get to that. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. But, okay. So, want some trivia? Um... Can we do Pizza Hut instead? <laughs> no. We have a podcast to do. Um, What's so, like the good pizza? Like pizza, garlic breadsticks. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I know they have other stuff there, but like, I wouldn't want like their pasta or anything. No. I just need, I just need the pizza. Pizza, breadsticks. You want a dessert? What are they for desserts? I think they have a cookie cake. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll okay. take it. Okay. So, uh, this is, we were, this episode reveals that July 13th is Susan's birthday. That's um, so close to my birthday, except not real. It's like, it's like two weeks. It's still in July. July That's birthdays. like halfway in between. Yeah. You have the same star sign, probably. Oh, Seuss's house is located on uh, Chambro Drive. This is a reference to Seuss's character inspiration and Alex Hirsch's friend, Jesus Chambro. So Aww. that's who, that's the, yeah. Who Seuss is that also a band in him? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I hope not. That'd be sad. So let's see. But we all need a friend like Zeus. Oh, when when Stan gives Zeus his job at the Mystery Shack, he sports his new Fez design rather than his old one. So continuity. <laughs> Not really there. When Dipper and Mabel are in uh, the past Mystery Shack, there appears to be a uh, glove with six fingers stuck on a post in the wall. The glove is similar to or maybe the same one that Stan puts on in Scaryoki. I missed that. I have to go back and look at that. Um, Mabel learns how to open vending machine from Zeus in the present while Zeus... Uh, learned it from Mabel in the past, creating an impossible moment in time. This is known as a bootstrap paradox. And then, is that what it is actually called? It's because that's what it's actually called—a bootstrap oh. paradox. Uh, cryptograms. The cryptogram translates to "Don't do the time crime if you can't do the time time." <laughs> and then the one at the um, on the slate at the end says, "Join the time paradox avoidance enforcement squad in great hours. All benefits. Sign up yesterday." So it's just it's just fun, yeah. All right. So, is that all we got? Is that all we got for right now? Oh no, we don't. Cause you know what we have to do? Hmm. Comment corner. Oh, I just assumed that you were saying is that all we have to do? Now it's going to the comment corner. I well, no, I, I was. That, no, Did that you was forget? Asking. Um, listen, I'm special. We're good at our jobs. We're great at our jobs. What episode did we end on last time? Um, did we finish the stuff that we did before last recording? So last com- last comments we talked about. Okay, end of season one. So now we have to start on this season two episode, which we're not gonna do all of them because. No, we'll start with. Let's see how many how many we got how many we got. We don't even have like the all of the season two episodes, like the beginning of season two stuff out yet. No, so. I want to see how many videos we have. One, two, three, four. So let's cover. I think we have also one in our live show. Where there's a comment there. Would you get my message that that got, that got a copyright claim? Oh yeah, it's probably just because I don't really. I don't wait. 
Oh, there it is. Probably the music at the beginning. Oh, no. Like, I, I, just didn't, I didn't find it funny. I found it funny because it wasn't like a, we, they didn't block us. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Um, let's just do the uh, season two premiere today because okay. we're running kind of long on this. So we're just going to look at the comments from the um, from uh, our Skarioki reveal. So let's see. We have some. Oh, we have a lot of comments from. I see a lot of repeaters. I love you guys. Um, so big shout outs to Zom leaves a lot of comments. Ivy Inkwell. Uh, James Wilson. So you guys are always commenting. Oh, and also my pal Kit. What's up, Kit? So let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Where do I want to start with this? Yee-hee. Um, oh, uh, relevant on on the um, the premiere. You there uh, says, and this is a quote from Ivy Inkwell. OMG, what if there's this giant air thing that makes everyone in Gravity Falls stupid and unaware? And Ivy says, <laughs> watch the shorts again, Dara. <laughs> I didn't know what he was talking. Did I miss something in the short? Was it just so like the, the short? The short just had the the, the blind eye image. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant until now. Yeah, so now we know. I thought he was bad. Like you know, the thing was, it was like I felt like the way he wrote that. I'm just like he was like, mm, watch the shorts. <laughs> but now we get it, and it's not technically. Well, I guess like I got the air thing wrong. <laughs> Um, uh, Zom says, when you hear a, a Weird Al pal- parody, the original song will always cause you to sing the Weird Al lyrics. They're just too good. I realized that. I forget. No, you know what it was? Mm-hmm. For some reason, I heard the song Another One Bites the Dust, but I was thinking of the Weird Al parody, Another One Rides the Bus. <laughs> nice. Um, Zom also compliments my uh, mech shirt. Thanks. And where he says, I have to... Uh, admit I spent most of the moments y'all were chatting trying to figure out what mech series that shirt is from. It looks awesome. That was my, um, it actually wasn't an anime. It was from a podcast called Friends at the Table from their uh, mech series season Counterweight. Uh, if you guys like pod, uh, actual play podcasts for tabletop RPGs, Friends at the Table is uh, great. Not to not to promote other podcasts and our podcasts, but also Friends at the Table is a lot of fun. Great storytelling um, if you're looking for something more narrative. And if you know somebody from Friends at the Podcast and you can tell them that we that Kaylin mentioned them. Yeah, well, they're like they're like a bigger podcast though. So. No, I'm saying that like they're, they're aware us. that they can mention it to them and then they'll know who we are and then we can yeah get more and you know. Um, I, t- I tweet at them sometimes and they don't reply. So um, anyway, here's my <laughs> please talk to me. So let's see. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know how we said uh, we kind of asked what happened in the 1980s. Uh, so Lazy Mansload said it gives us a, a whole list of things that happened. I'm just going to go a couple of them. Um, he says, including all the all the treaties limiting nukes between the U.S. and the Soviet Union, the president and the Soviet uh, premier actually getting along instead of just pretending to, the fall of the Berlin Wall, the fall of the Iron Curtain, <laughs> the Iran-Contra scandal. Um, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen did some stuff. <laughs> There's a lot more there. Um, so thank you. Thank you for... Does some good things happen? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, thanks. I'm glad that people can can deal with us not knowing things <laughs> listen we weren't alive i have i am not interested in watching the 80 cnn thing so i don't know mm-hmm. shorn force uh appreciates the maybe face space i think she they just appreciate you naming it the maybe face and they also say my favorite gender is mouse same um mouse is a species exactly so and then Isaac Sapone says, can you react to Gravity Falls? Try not to laugh. Um, we don't really do. Re- we haven't really done reactions that aren't like 
a show. Official, like, official stuff. I would say um, also with that, like, maybe we should wait. If we, maybe we could do that during the live work, because we do a live stream for Gravity Falls. Maybe we do it then. Yeah, we will have a live stream coming up at the end of the series. So, like, for you guys who are always coming back to us, uh, stay tuned, because we would love to see you there. Um, and then hopefully you stay for the other shows mm-hmm. that we do. Even yeah. if you're not interested in the show, you, you, just you, like come, you come for the one show that you're interested in. You stay for my shrill voice and Kaylin's weird faces. Next. If Oh, Ivy Inkle also has a good comment that says, If you ever think Stan doesn't care about the twins, remember this. Stan was there at Dipper Mabel's birth. When he saw them, he started crying. And for him, that's a big deal. Uh, he actually got possessive and wouldn't give the babies back until the nurse intervened. Isn't that adorable? Is that? That's, that's, that's canon. That's from, I think that's from like a side video game. That's, that's, that was revealed there. Okay. So that, that was actually a thing. So, so again, I don't think Stan's like a villain guy. No, he does. He cares. And he we, cares. We keep saying that he cares. I, I think that he, I think he's going to end up being somewhat of like the bad guy, but I think it's just more like a, I thought it was doing the right thing, bad guy. Mm-hmm. Until it ends up hurting to burn Mabel. And then he saves what? Did I just reveal the end of the show? <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and James Wilson says, uh, yeah, we wanted season two, but also wanted the shirts. We did both. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Nick Offerman has an awesome mustache, even as a cartoon. That is true. Um, and says, yes, I've seen Good Omens. Don't ruin this for me. I actually haven't seen Good Omens yet. Does Nick did Offerman have a Good mustache? Omens? No, or does Nick Offerman not have a mustache in Good Omens? I don't he know. He hasn't had a mustache for a while. He's got a beard now. Oh, yeah. It's nice, though. Nick Offerman. I like Nick Offerman. Me too. Um, and, <laughs> and he says, uh, Dare, you are a Hufflepuff. I, mm, I know. Also, uh, sorry. And then M- Ampersandra equals Kesha. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. By the way, the karaoke machine was wrong. The name of the song is Queens of the Disco. Kind of wanted to hear we built this township and Danger Lane to Highway Town now. Uh, and it says, uh, also says, um, Yeah, Wendy is that great. Wait for it. Probably referring to. Um, well, there's a couple things could be referring to, but mostly into the bunker. Yeah. Where she was a badass. Somebody named Chris comments, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is both magic and science uh, and the best comic book TV show out right now. I, think I we were only discuss- saw the first episode. I think we were discussing that, like, it does, like, a sci-fi and um, magic thing. Can they actually work together? Yeah. But then I also meant, but, like, they said it, and they say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I'm like, you're right, but that was technically Marvel- and I pointed out that that it kind of, like that was the only one that kind of made it work. Yeah, um, and then, so I don't know if that ca- I mean it ca- does it count if it's technically. I don't know, and I think we also talked about X Files a little bit. Um, and Kit says X Files is metaphysical, kind of borderline between magic and science. Okay, I think I thought of another word. show that kind of did that, but I don't remember mm-hmm. off the top of my head. I also like this comment from Lazy Mansled says, a fun fact, in the original animatic for this episode, the bumper sticker that's on, like, the agent's car reads, Honk if you love the Patriot Act. <laughs> I understand why they had to take that out. Um, that's really good. So I think I covered most of those comments. Um, so I think we're going to wrap it for the comment corner today because we have been recording for so freaking long. Jeez Louise. Oh, don't worry, especially when we get to what? 11 and 12 we won't be recording that long apparently um so so i yeah i think it's time for us to wrap up today any other things to to say dare before we we go are we gonna get pizza hut um do you have stay tuned do you have one near you i don't i know there's one like relatively close but relatively close for me is i think different than relatively close for you 
Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if it's in delivery range. But yes, so um, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, if you like us, you can, you know, subscribe to us, uh, like us, give us comments. If I think you we're at like, like 435 subscribers at this point. Hell yeah. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, we'd love to see more. I think we, we, got, we should uh, expand the fam here. Um, is that a thing Kate say? I have no idea. But if so, if you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. We like to read your comments on the show. Um, people have been recently, you know, pretty excited that we do that. So um, thanks. Uh, maybe we'll get to the point where we won't be able to read everybody's comments because we'll just have so many. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that'd be a cool problem to have. But from now, we try to get to as and many also, as we like, can. And also, like, we read tweets and iTunes reviews, although I don't think we have many of those. Yeah, so, you know, if you want to tweet at us, you want to switch it up a little bit, we are on Twitter, at Witty's Close. Uh, if you want to listen to us on the go, and because if you see us on YouTube, you're like, oh, great, but I just want some of the reviews, head on over to iTunes. We are First Reaction, Fan Reaction, and also Witty Close Productions on there. You can follow us, subscribe to our feed, uh, leave us reviews. You can rate us, you know, give us some of them stars. Um, you know, if you miss when YouTube had five-star ratings, which was a really, really long time ago. Do they not have, or do you know YouTube had five stars? YouTube had five stars for a while before they switched it to likes, dislikes. So, uh, good times. That was a long time ago. Oh, but, this time geez. of the stars. Um, but yeah, so we are on iTunes, YouTube, Twitter. You can email us. We are at wittyclothes at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. We'd love to see you there. We usually post about a one an episode's up, so. Yeah, Witty Clothes Productions. Yeah, if you're not checking, if you're on Facebook more than like mm-hmm. YouTube If you or want us to continue going and do more like longer shows, uh, Patreon. Yeah, if you're somehow like, this isn't long enough. <laughs> This um, isn't long enough, and if you, and if you want us to do like more advanced shows where we need to do like research and stuff, or even if you want like different content from us because we want to do other content, yeah, money, but we but capitalism. We, God, we need money. Um, so we are on Patreon. We are witty clothes on there, and we would love to see ya. Um, and I think we covered our bases there. So like social media, we're there. We're everywhere. Uh, please follow us. We love it's all to see down ya. in the 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 bloody the bloody bar in there in there in anywhere. So. And so join us next time. We're still going to be talking about Gravity Falls, and we're still on season two. Uh, we're going to be talking about episode uh, nine, The Love God. Dara's going to love this one. Um, and episode ten. You said that. I'm going to hate this one, aren't I? Northwest Mansion Mystery. Until Oh, is that going to be like Clue? I, I I think you'll actually like that one. Um, I'm not going to like Love God, You're though. not going to like the Love God. <laughs> God I think it. somebody in our comments actually said, you made a comment about something, and they're like, oh, Dara's not going to like the Love God. And I'm like, she's definitely not. <laughs> um, but maybe you will. Maybe you'll surprise me. Maybe you'll be like, actually, this is a great episode. I think like when it comes to like that kind of stuff, I can acknowledge if it's a good episode, but I will just not like it. Yeah. Like I know several times when like that, like a love potion thing kind of came up. Uh-huh. And, I, and I was kind of like... I acknowledge that this is a good episode, but personally, I hate it. <laughs> All right, but we, we're, so we'll see, though. So um, until next time, I'm Kaylin Clothier. I'm Dara Whitman. Peace.